Welcome to the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. In this podcast, you will learn how to use technology to increase your sales and save time. Please subscribe to Digital Selling Secrets for updates on new episodes. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast and webcast. And thank you for joining us once again. And we have a very special guest today. That's Akshi Mola with SAP. And welcome, Akshi, to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And uh, we have our co-host, uh, Gary Dennis with Unbiased Data. And Hello, Gary. everyone. All Good right. And um, with that, uh, let me just hand it off to Akshi, if you don't mind introducing yourself uh, to the, uh, or telling us a little bit about yourself, please. So my name is Akshi Mola, as you all know already. And um, I just got done with the Academy program at SAP. It's the Graduate Academy program. And we have young, talented individuals from across the globe. And in it, we learn not just the selling side of things. Of course, that's very, very important. But also, we get deep into the technology, but also working in teams which are very different from each other. And that can sometimes be very hard when it comes to selling. Because it's not like one person going out there and just getting things done. It's a team sport. So one has to play to their strengths and know how to leverage their teammates' strengths. So that's something I learned. And before that, I was a rocket scientist. My undergrad was in aerospace engineering. Wow. So, yes, so a lot of different backgrounds coming together. My MBA was my shifting into the more business side and selling side of things. Oh, that's when you were able to say, this is not rocket science, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, took the joker out of it. I, I, I imagine actually being in training and they say, Actually, it's not rocket science. <laughs> like, totally, it's not. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that joke a million times by now. <laughs> well, let me uh, start by asking you this, Akshi. I appreciate the, uh, the, um, uh, the background. But the question I want to ask is, now, rocket science aside, is when it comes to uh, digital selling, you talked a lot about the technology and the background working with others. How has that, um, how have you seen? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, okay, all right. Um, how has that uh, affected you, uh, or how is that affecting the way you work in terms of uh, traditional sales? I'm sure you would, have you would have been trained in that versus now the technology that's coming in. Yeah, so actually, we did have a little bit of emphasis on the technological sales aspects. And one of the things which I found really different is that when I'm giving a presentation in person, I can bring out so much mixed media. I can have uh, flip charts, I can start drawing and whiteboarding, and I can bring tangible things to show them so they can feel stuff. But right. say when I'm doing a conference, sometimes there's a lag, I can't show video because I'm seeing something on my side and they're seeing something on their side and it's not translating well. So I have to be very, very cognizant of that, that what their experience is like. So when I have to think twice as much. So should I send a video beforehand, maybe? Should I have a landing page for them so that they can refer to it? So one has to work twice as hard to make sure that the message goes across and it's not just the meeting. It's like if you have a 40 minutes meeting, you have to do some prep beforehand and a follow up after that because things will never go as planned. Sure, sure. I, th I think that's interesting. And uh, you know, I, I would probably challenge you to about uh, the twice as hard. I think it's, it's probably uh, different because having been in, in traditional sales myself mm -hmm. and transitioned uh, to, towards uh, digital selling, 
you know, you, there was always that uh, day before or multiple days before yeah. prep that you had to have when you had a face-to-face -face customer. Right. Whereas in this case, I think what you're doing is um, you're leading that customer towards that, if not face-to-face, -face, but maybe the conference call, for example, yeah. by, by providing them a, the landing page or a video ahead of time, kind of prepping them to that. And mm -hmm. uh, would you say that would actually um, um, Made it maybe prime or prep the the customer even better because you're giving oh, them definitely. information ahead of time. Oh, definitely, definitely, they're not coming into something complex just right out. You know, they're just coming in and they're like bombarded with so much information. So right. They definitely have time to process things beforehand and even afterwards if they have any questions. So definitely, yeah. It's it seems like um, th there's a there's a slight barrier to entry <laughs> just because you have to master those technologies. But once you do, it's, it seems like you can save. I mean, for instance, if we go to a meeting in Houston somewhere, you got to drive an hour yeah. to get there and yes. then have an hour meeting, then you drive an hour and you lose like half your day. Right, right, right. right. But Definitely. if you master those tools, so. Yes. And how do I translate things which make me set, uh, which set me apart? For example, I rely a lot on my energy, my personality, and it does translate, definitely does. But when I'm in the room, I'm able to have so much control on things, you know, walk right. around and have them say oh come on here check this out now i have to do the same thing but here and you have to translate that okay and you have yeah. to find a different way of doing it exactly now um uh, gary mentioned the co the cost savings and i was we were talking just before before the uh uh before we started the podcast yeah. but um and a, a vice president from sap and i apologize i forget his name he he talked about investing in tools for digital selling how mm -hmm. that has paid off 150 percent now just the simple savings of of uh, two hours in your day if you had a, an hour meeting it takes an hour to drive and an hour to drive back that's two hours of savings that you get right there i think mm -hmm. that itself is a great illustration of having to save that um let me ask you so in that case, have you, do you have any other examples or any other thoughts regarding how you were able to streamline this digital selling process, especially now that you've gone to the academy and, and come back, you've worked with other teams and such? Right. Um, so one of the things right off the bat that comes to my mind is that distance doesn't matter anymore. Right. So not just when it comes to like actual sales, but even mentorship, even having those cross-functional teams. I have my teammates all across the world now. Right. And we are able to collaborate in real time. And I think that's a big value add because if you're bringing something to the table, you don't have to be physically present here. You can just join the meeting and you can have a customer there and we can have somebody join in from Belgium, somebody from here, and they can bring in their expertise. I can bring in my expertise. So that's definitely a big value add. Well, that's a great point. Being able to provide that, uh, that uh, customer experience simply by having this kind of technology. That's a great point. Right. Gary, mm -hmm. you, you look like you were going to say something. I, I was just in agreement that I, I know with unbiased data, I'm, I'm reaching out to clients in China, Japan, Korea, <laughs> and it, and obviously that, that, then that's my consulting company, and it's it's been a process, um, as as we all know, tra transitioning the <laughs> transitioning the company and trying to find clients and trying to satisfy a need in the market, and um, and we've like the the first client uh, Unbiased Data has had is a Korean-owned company, 
and we actually we just had an interview with them on on another podcast yesterday. But it's like any business when you have a client that's interested in your product or service, you have to go find similar clients to that. And so you think about okay, now we now how do I find an international um, medical manufacturing company without flying to China or or Korea or Japan? And you believe it or not, using social media has been pretty helpful. Um, I've I've actually connected with potential. I know I actually mentioned mentors. I've connected with potential mentors mm-hmm. out of accelerator programs in China, and so um, that that's been a process. But it's it's amazing. But I still think the human element adds so much value if you can incorporate it into that process. And one way that that I've done that with um, some of my efforts have, have been going to these, you go to a, con- let's say you go to a conference and you have all these companies there, you meet them in person at the conference and then you engage with them digitally after that or before mm-hmm. that. And then you, you, at least you have some human touch point instead of the traditional method where every meeting you have to meet in person. And it just, yeah, we talked about two hours earlier there and back, but Imagine having a weekly meeting. Yeah. I mean, right. you're, you're going to lose days. Yes. Yes. That's a good point. Now, uh, Gary just mentioned something, and let me uh, throw that to you, Akshi. Have you mm-hmm. ever had the opportunity to do any sort of cold calling via social media like LinkedIn or, or any other uh, platform out there? Um, so for me, the closest experience that comes to my mind was when I was still in MBA and I was looking for that next opportunity and I was selling my own brand. Okay. So finding my, and yes, it was something that's completely out of your comfort zone for me because I never thought of myself as a natural salesperson. There's no such thing I I now know, but at that point I was not very comfortable with it. And, and how do you make yourself not look desperate when you clearly are? (laughs) Right. Right. One of the things that made, uh, made it easier for me eventually was to, make it relevant to the audience. Because I mean, in my case, when I was asking for a job or asking for an opportunity or asking for somebody's expertise, that's like asking them for their uh, Tesla or Mercedes and say, hey, can I take it for a drive? Uh, no, yes. you not. Why? <laughs> so you have to make it relevant. <laughs> that's a great, great analogy. I got to give you that. Tell, say that right now. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, yeah. nobody would give you their cars the same way. Why should somebody... Uh, let you come in or give give you their time or give you an opportunity. So definitely make it relevant to them. What is in it for them? Answer that so what question. Okay, I want this, I want this, I want this. Okay, great. And and I mean sometimes when you're just coming in like I was coming in as a very less experienced younger individual, young younger professional, there's not a lot that you have to offer, but still you can make it relevant to them. So if they're, you're, they're an oil and gas professional, okay, I read this, I read your article here on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is amazing. That's a great uh, resource because you can see their posts. You can see what their interests are. So maybe start following, instead of adding them first, start the follow button, learn more about them, see what they're posting, see what their interests are, start a conversation like that. So I know I got in touch with somebody because I was reading John Carreyrou's uh, Bad Blood. So I got really into the Theranos story so they said that they had a podcast and I wrote to them. I was like, hey, love the podcast. I want to hear more about this. And they actually ended up adding me. They were like, oh, love the, your thirst for knowledge. So sometimes you can start it in a very conversational manner. That's, uh, that's really interesting. And I, I really appreciate that. And 
it's totally contrary to what I've experienced in terms of cold calls mm. um, or via LinkedIn. Let's just use LinkedIn yeah. since we're talking about that platform. I've had several people connect with me and because they're in the same industry, I accepted the connection. I'm, I typically don't do that, but mm -hmm. in this case uh, I did and they were in the healthcare industry. And the next thing I get, as soon as the connection comes in, or maybe a day or two is, hey, thanks for connecting. Uh, here are my services. Well, would you, uh, we'd love to have you as a patient or whatever. And you know, I'm in healthcare and that's, and I'm thinking, I am not looking for a dentist. I'm not looking for a physician. Why are you telling me, uh, uh, telling me that we're looking forward to you being our patient? I did not ask for this. Mm -hmm. it, to your point exactly, make it relevant for the make person. Yeah. There was no relevance at all here. I mean, I wasn't going looking for a filling or anything like that. So <laughs> why are you throwing that at me? Um, somebody else reached out to me the other day. That luckily, they didn't connect, but yet they said, uh, we are, I, what was it? Um, uh, we're, if you want to have a further discussion about solar panels, please, uh, please uh, respond to this. Email. I'm like, wh why of all things did you suddenly ask me about that? Right. Uh, you know, I understand cold calling. I've been in sales for a while, but, but uh, I mean, like you said, all my activity is on, on the, um, is available on LinkedIn and yeah. I haven't done anything about solar panels. But why did you do that to me? Why did you send right. that information? I didn't know you had an interest in solar panels, Jerry. I, I didn't. Uh, I'm more into, <laughs> into wind. Wind. Wow, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I, mm -hmm. I, it's it's almost like the um, the challenged sales professionals that you see at like networking events on steroids. Oh my God! That's a so, great way of putting it. Yeah. So they, they show up to a networking event. They ask you nothing about you, your company. They just give you a business card and they say, hey, if you need this service, call me. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I don't even know your name. I'm like, I guess I'll look at your business card. Yeah. Or before they, that, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say before they leave the room, they're, they're also the people that are like shuffling their cards and passing them out like they're playing, you know, uh, cards in Vegas or something. They're just passing them out. Mm -hmm. Let me get home and study your business. Anyway, sorry. No, I, I agree. I completely agree. And in fact, here is it's something counterintuitive, but one of the things that's helped me and uh, the kind of salespeople I like, the way I like to be sold to is when the person who's selling is not very salesy. And that's very, very counterintuitive. The more human the experience is, the more compelling the experience is. That's when I want to, like, how do I want to be sold to? How do I buy stuff? What do I prefer? And the same thing has to be repeated because, so my first example, now that we're talking about cold calling, my very first job ever in my life was actually fundraising for my university back in undergrad. And I was a 17 year old coming from India, had a thick accent and I was very successful. I was able to get thousands of dollars from the donors and they don't like to take those calls. Nobody likes to because you have nothing to offer. Right. And you get grads who graduated in 1950. So imagine like why? Uh, so one of the things I feel I was very successful doing it was because I was not salesy at all. I was just a student, very, very scared. And I was coming from a very organic place. Like, hey, I love the university because I get to do this and this and this. How was your experience like? And get that nostalgia factor going. And yeah, that used to make them more open to listen to me and donate. So. 
I, that's a, an excellent point because it, it, it ties directly to what you said about, uh, about being on LinkedIn and having mm -hmm. that same cold call right. where you are, you are invested in that person's interest here on, on the phone. You're doing that via, right. hey, hey uh, we're from the same school. This is what I loved about it. What about you? Right. On the other side, on the LinkedIn side, you, you know, obviously you're, you were selling your own brand and trying to get a job. You say, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. Where can I get more information? Because mm -hmm. this is uh, really vital and you've been following them. And instead they added you. Yeah. So it's, it's a great tie in a great relationship between the two where you're invested in the person and you're giving something to them. You said you had nothing to offer. You're just a student yet. You were able to still offer that connection to the, mm -hmm. to the uh, customer on the other side. Absolutely. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Gary, you, you look like you wanted to. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, I, I lost my train of thought there. I was, uh, I, sorry. Akshi said something earlier and, and, um, oh, oh, I remember what it was now. So it, it had to do with, uh, uh, cold calling and being authentic and, and not being too salesy. And it's, it's actually kind of hard to do when you're in sales for a period of time. Like you get in this sales mode, like, mm -hmm. You just start picking up the phone and, and sales professionals and sales leaders talk about, Hey, you just got to dial for dollars. You just right. got to pick up the phone and call like a thousand people. And maybe out of that thousand, there'll be a hundred, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, so you get in the sales mode, but I know um, just, just through a lot of the cold calling that I do um, a lot of times people talk about having a script like, Oh, let me have a script. Hi, my name is Gary. I am mm -hmm. selling a product. I would like to, to teach you about this product and uh, click and then they hang up. They're like, man, all these sales calls. But yeah, um, one, one thing I've noticed and it's probably easier when you haven't been in sales very long or you're just a very authentic person is to don't try to sell them anything. Call them up and have a conversation and then uncover their needs mm -hmm. during a conversation. Try to match your tone to their tone and your attitude to their attitude. I mean, there's nothing like somebody picks up the phone and they're like, hello, this is John with XYZ company. And then the guy at the salesperson the line is like, Hey John, how you doing today? I want to talk to you about something. It's like, click. Right. <laughs> but um, anyways, I, I just wanted to back up what you're saying. Cause I completely agree. Like authenticity is so huge right now. And yeah, and it's a hard not to be authentic with social media because people see right through, you know, people's posts and, you know, Hey, look at me. I'm in front of this Lamborghini and like, no, whose Lamborghini is that? No, that's not your Lamborghini. <laughs> no, actually, uh, Gary, you brought up an excellent point about, you know, somebody's like, hello. And you're like, Hey, how's it going? And I have this to offer. And that's one thing I actually learned during my Academy uh, program was while still being authentic, matching the other person's energy level and having the emotional intelligence to be able to do that. So some people are more analytical. Some people are very expressive. Sometimes you would pick up the phone and, or you'll be dialing them and they would just be very energetic and they'll be like, oh my God, hi Gary. And so then you can go into that spiel because they are very expressive and some people are not expressive. So to match that energy is very important. Absolutely. It, it seems like it's funny. We started this conversation talking about digital and now we're talking about phone. We're talking about meeting in person. So I, I think an important point, 
um, and, and Jerry and Oxy, tell me what you think. It seems like that stuff doesn't go away. You just use it more efficiently. I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. 100% there. In fact, you can take it from the digital platform into real life afterwards. Yeah. You, you go through the steps, call, call, whatever. And uh, like Oxy said, develop that relationship, offer value. Mm-hmm. And hey, you never know. That might lead to a phone call. It might lead to a face-to-face uh, conversation. You never know. That's right. uh, that's the whole thing that I believe is is the thing with digital sales is that it takes you to the next level. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all, all about incorporating these technologies into the sales process, and um, it sounds like SAP is doing that quite a bit. And I mean, that's. That's probably a big part of what, of why they've been so successful. Before, besides the awesome products they make, um, I mean, I was just going to say that's a, that's a good point. That the fact that they're incorporating technology into your everyday life uh, at work, as opposed to some people that are very very hesitant. I mean, they're only getting on board with Salesforce, for example. They're only getting on board with a CRM system right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus SAP, who has been doing this for a while and incorporating it and making it part of the ebb and flow of the of the daily routine. Absolutely. Yeah, and that and that's something we do uh, believe in personally. That uh, we would never sell something which we don't use ourselves. So we practice what we preach, and uh, we do. And many people don't know we actually offer every line of business. So you mentioned CRM. We definitely have CRM. We have the digital core. We have people management. We have procurement, which is my side of things. So we have each and every side of line of businesses. So why not use it ourselves? Because we are like any other company. We also need procurement. We also need people management. So use it in, in words. And then that's how we practice what we preach. Fantastic. Absolutely. And actually, I know, obviously, you're in, you're in sales. And we just have a couple minutes left here. Is what for just in case somebody listening to this or watching this video if they're what's what is exactly the product that you sell and how, what's the best way for them to reach you um so i um sell sap ariba which is the procurement suite which is a part of our overall intelligent enterprise like i said we have every lines of business so not just when it comes to procurement but any of your needs if you have um, if you want to just grab a coffee, chat, uh, add me on LinkedIn at Akshi Mola. So A-K-S-H-I space M-O-H-L-A. I'm very easy to find. I'm the only one with that name. <laughs> and on top of that, uh, just, yeah, you can email me at akshi.mola at sap.com. And we'll have that information in the, uh, in the show notes uh, for everybody. And uh, everybody remember, Though she's a rocket science uh, scientist, you do not need to be a rocket scientist to speak at her level. Okay, so just just uh, uh, you know that now that's a, that's a disclaimer. So it's going to be very easy to talk to her, as you can see here. I'm definitely not a I'm not a rocket science, and yet I was still able to keep up with Akshi. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Akshi, thank you so much. And uh, Gary, thanks again for joining us. And everybody, once again, we thank you for joining this episode of Digital Selling Secrets, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you.